What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Tom Shifflett Podcast. I am your host, Tom Shifflett. Another day, another podcast, another NBA bubble wrap. Day five, we're going to get through today. All the hoops action from Monday. Slate started off with the defending champion Toronto Raptors facing the Miami Heat. Toronto pulls it out 107-103. Fred Van Fleet scores a career-high 36 points. Toronto ran away with this game Early on, it was a blowout. It was 70-55 at one point. I was at the point where I was like, well, this game's just about over. I'm going to flip over and watch the Denver Nuggets and Oklahoma City Thunder game. Then I look up. Miami went on a run. They closed it within two. They were at, it was like within a point. And I switched over, started to watch it. Fred Van Fleet, he got whatever he wanted. It was, it was... I mean, Toronto is really good. As much as I don't like Kyle Lowry, I think that's the only reason that's my biggest beef with the Toronto Raptors. But they are a very good team. They were a really good team last year. They were a good team, but they got over the hump because Kawhi Leonard got them out of a lot of horrible dry spells that this offense went through. And they did it again last night, and they did it again in the Lakers game too. There's just stretches where they just can't put the ball in the cup. And that's when you need a superstar player to kind of get you out of those jams. That's what Miami needed out of Jimmy Butler. And I don't know what he was doing the last two possessions of the game. Miami had a chance to win it, and he had two just boneheaded turnovers. It's Jimmy Butler. Um, he's been he's been pretty bad this year. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I was actually I was looking at his shooting chart from the season this year, and woof, it is wow, it is bad, man. I can't believe that guy gets up at 2 a.m. every day to do that stuff. I mean, he's shooting 28% from three. Outside of the paint, he is shooting less than 30% across the board. It is really bad, man. So hopefully the Miami Heat can get a little bit better, Jimmy Butler, and they'll be able to make a run. But if not, they're they're not going to be able to go anywhere without Jimmy being Jimmy Butler. So that was a nice entertaining game to get the slate started off. And then the second game was the Denver Nuggets and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Denver takes this one 121-113 to 113 behind Nikolai Jokic's 30-point, 12-rebound, and 10-assist triple-double. And Michael Porter Jr. scored a career-high 37 points and added in 12 boards. So this Denver team, I've, I guess I've kind of underestimated them. I, well, I didn't, take into the, I didn't take into account of Michael Porter Jr. kind of coming in and taking the leap that it looks like he's possibly going to take. I still think Denver is a first-round out, honestly. I, I don't think, well, if they, if they get the two-seed and they end up playing Dallas, I think they'll be fine. But if they stay at that three-seed and they have, to play, they have to play Houston or, for some reason, they slip again and they'll have to play this Oklahoma City Thunder team. I I would take I would take Oklahoma City Thunder in this in a seven game series against Denver. I would a thousand percent and I would take I would take Houston over them in a seven game series. Like I said, they'd beat Dallas easily. But Denver I'm, if Michael Porter Jr. plays this well and then they get Jamal Murray back healthy, they get Gary Harris back, Bull Bull doing what he's doing off the bench. 
they they could be a sneaky team. It's kind of funny to call the three seed a sneaky team, but they're, they're a very talented team. And Oklahoma City Thunder, they played a really good game today. They had they were in control of the game for a good part of time, and it just slipped from Michael Porter Jr. just got so hot. There was nothing they could do. Nothing was falling towards the end for Oklahoma City. But, again, another great, strong performance by them. They're Again, they're going to be such a pain in the ass for some team. They're going to be a such, such a difficult first-round matchup for anybody. So, Oklahoma City, they're a lot of fun. Chris Paul, he's an ageist wonder. Shea Gilders-Alexander, he gets better almost every single game. And it's almost unfair that Oklahoma City got him to just sit behind Chris Paul for a little bit and just learn how to take control of a game because... He already has an incredible feel for a guy that young. His change of speed, his pace while he's out there, he is just so good. And he's going to get even better. I actually saw uh, a, there was a poll going around yesterday about who would you rather have going forward, Donovan Mitchell or Shea Gilders Alexander. And it was 70% of the people would rather have Shea Gilders Alexander over Donovan Mitchell. I was a part of that 70%. I think just the potential that Shea Gilders Alexander has not only as a floor general but on the defensive end it's just it's incredible so he's just going to keep growing and growing and that's Oklahoma City Thunder team man they got so much back for Paul George that they're just going to keep reloading they're going to get even better next year so it was a good basketball game it was a lot of fun to watch too and Denver I've been making fun of them most of the year and I've I've kind of I like I said I've been underestimating them but they are they are a very good team. They have their flaws just like everybody else. I guess this is probably one of those years where every single team has a flaw. This isn't the Golden State Warriors with Kevin Durant where there's no flaws whatsoever. This team, every team, they're all very, very flawed. So it should be a very entertaining playoff series, even especially given the circumstances of five months off. Some strange things are going to happen in the playoffs, man. I'm very excited. I'm looking forward to that. So hopefully they stay the way that, that the games have been so far, very competitive, down to the last second, down to the last possession. So let, we can only hope that it continues this way. The third game was the Indiana Pacers. They beat the Washington Wizards 111-100. to TJ Warren, he didn't drop 50, but he looked pretty damn good. He scored 34 points, 11 rebounds. He threw in three steals. Indiana, they are they're a good team, man. They're a solid team, and when they get, it's unfortunate Sabonis isn't going to play for him because I I think they would have made a, a legitimate run with him with Malcolm Brogdon and T.J. Warren doing what he's doing, Victor Oladipo getting back into shape. I just think they're going to be too small dealing with a lot of these teams in the East. Unfortunately, without Sabonis there, Miles Turner, he's a really good player, but. He just he isn't the force defensively that Indiana's going to need because they get beat off the dribble quite a bit. Still, they play really good defense, and they're somehow they're you wouldn't think this, but they are a top ten offense efficiently, and they're also top fifteen in defensive efficiency as well. So, Indiana's a really solid team. I think if they match up pretty well with Miami, I don't think they match up very well with Philadelphia, even though you know the other night. They did get the win against Philadelphia. I think that was more, more of an anomaly. That's more on Philadelphia than it is Indiana. Um, for Washington, they're still playing hard. They're entertaining to watch. They get up and down the floor. They play with great pace. But, yeah, again, they're they're dead in the water. The fourth game of this evening was a huge game. 
a big game, the big game I was hyping up yesterday, the New Orleans Pelicans. They take it 109-99 to over the Memphis Grizzlies. Man, um, it's the Grizzlies, they... They're just they're not finishing these games, man. They're really showing their youth at the end of these ball games. They're 0 3 now. They could easily want, could have won all three of them. It's just um again, they're just showing their youth. They they have a really bright future, but they're just not in position to close these games out. For New Orleans, they finally had Zion Williamson out there in minutes that mattered and it made all the difference in the world. He had twenty three points, seven rebounds, five assists when he was out there great things happened for new orleans imagine that alvin gentry is still struggling with going away from the two bigs having Derek favors out there with zion it just clogs the paint there's no space for brandon ingram to work at all and imagine that when it was him and zion out there as the only two guys in the front court brandon ingram was getting to the cup he was hitting wide open shots he would looked incredible it's just, i don't understand why alvin gentry is so hell-bent on having these two bigs but i think Look, New Orleans, they're very talented. I, I don't think they are really in contention to get to the 9 seed or get that 8 seed. I, I legitimately think it's just San Antonio and it's Portland. Memphis, like I've been saying, they're 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 too young, man. I'd, I'd put all my eggs in the basket of Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, or DeMar DeRozan and Greg Popovich as the head coach. I mean, it's just set up for San Antonio to be in the play, play-in game with Portland. And speaking of those San Antonio Spurs, they took on the Philadelphia 76ers, and they came up just short. Uh, Philadelphia takes this one 132-130. to 130. Joel Embiid, he had 27 points. Shake Milton, he hit the go-ahead three with 7.2 seconds left. So a bit of a bounce back, a little bit of a redemption for him because he's been, <laughs> he hasn't been great. He was bad against Indiana. He was just awful. And he had... He had a little bit of a rough game against San Antonio. It's kind of expected. I mean, DeJounte Murray is an absolute stud on the defensive end. He makes a lot of point guards have a rough night. So hopefully Shake is just working out the kinks and he's trying to find his flow and his rhythm because he's too fast sometimes. And then he's not fast enough pace-wise and he's throwing the ball away. He's trying to make the home run play. Hopefully he's just working the kinks out like everybody else. But for Philly, their fourth quarter defense has been a disaster. They were up. 14 or so points going into the fourth quarter and then before you knew it they were trailing it's it, that stuff has to get cleaned up um i i don't know what they need to do to fix that because the first three or so quarters their defense is great and they're just suffocating at at points and it's just it's so frustrating that they gave up 130 points at the san antonio spurs but the bright spot out of the two games though philadelphia is over they scored 120 one the other night they scored 132 tonight the offense looks a lot better with Ben Simmons playing the four he's still trying to work some kinks out he's not really as aggressive attacking the basket he's doing a lot of facilitating setting things up so I don't know we'll see maybe Ben Simmons will start trying to shoot more get more involved offensively um, from a scoring standpoint the next couple games but Philadelphia offensively they look good Tobias Harris looks good he struggled most of the year with his shot so it looks like he found that they just need to Philadelphia needs to figure out a guard rotation because they I don't know what they're going to do a backup point guard. I don't know because they can't have Neto coming in the game because he doesn't deserve to be on a roster honestly. He's he comes in there and the just the wheels fall off. So, uh, Brett Brown's got a lot of work to do with that. I mean, if you're going to sit sit shake down, I guess you're going to have just Ben Simmons sliding back into that point guard spot and have Glenn Robinson 
the third come in or Alec Burks come in. So I don't know. I think they're at the point now where they're just going to start tinkering with things. They're still trying to win games, but at the end, of the, I think they're all just worried about experimentation, what rotations or what lineups are going to work, which ones aren't. I think they're pretty content at whatever seed that they get. I think they're pretty confident that they'll be able to take on whoever they face. San Antonio, though, they, I mean, DeMar DeRozan, he'll mid-range you to death. They, at times, they're so boring. It's like watching paint dry, but the Spurs are the Spurs. Pop puts everybody in position to be great. He puts them in position to win every single game. He's one of the greatest coaches of all time. So San Antonio, they are, they are alive. And I would, I, again, like I was just talking about earlier, it, it's I'd put my money on San Antonio and Portland as the play-in game. I just don't have any faith in Memphis and, and New Orleans as you, as young as they are. But we'll see how it shakes out from here. And then the final game of the night, Los Angeles Lakers. They win one sixteen to one hundred eight over the Utah Jazz. Anthony Davis was huge. He was absolutely huge against back-to-back defensive player of the year, Rudy Olajuwon. Uh, Rudy Chamberlain had a rough night against Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis had 42 points, 12 rebounds, 3 steals, 4 assists. He absolutely dominated Rudy Gobert. He dominated him, and there was nothing that Rudy could do. And this goes back to the conversation of why I think the Jazz, they're frauds. There's... There's not a lot of teams that Rudy Gobert can really stay out there for in a, a fourth quarter game that's tight down the stretch. You're just going to get ran off the floor. He's going to get played off the floor every single time, man. He's not. This isn't the traditional NBA anymore. I mean, everyone is pace and space, and Rudy gets exposed, and it's, it's just not going to work. Every single playoff series, he gets played right off the floor, and it's going to happen again this year. It's going to happen again this year. And Donovan Mitchell... He's still way too inefficient. He has to take all the scoring load on, which, I mean, he has to. Nobody else is going to do it. You're not going to depend on Mike Conley to to lead the offense scoring-wise. So Donovan Mitchell has to. He's got it all on his shoulders, but he's just so inefficient, and it's tough to watch at times. He was he was just out of control sometimes and just chucking up shots for no reason, man. And then you have Jordan Clarkson come in, and it's Jordan Clarkson time. He's coming in. He thinks he's Kobe Bryant jacking shots, just horrible shots. He was a negative 16 plus minus for the game. He was bad. Joe Ingles was turning the ball over nonstop. He had six turnovers. But L.A., man, they're still, everything's not, you know, roses. I mean, they they did clinch the number one seed, so you're probably going to see less LeBron, and you're probably going to see less Anthony Davis going forward. I think their Vogel's going to continue to experiment even more because I think he still needs to figure out his guard rotation as well, uh, just like Brett Brown does for Philadelphia. Because Danny Green is still... He didn't hit a three yesterday. He only took one. I mean, he's out there to space the floor, get in those corners, and knock down three-pointers off LeBron and Anthony Davis double teams, and he's just not doing that right now. He's 2 for 13 since the restart. He looks rough, and uh, uh, I, I'm not, again, I'm not ready to panic about the Lakers yet because I still think they are the best team, but it's, man, I, I don't know what they're going to do. I'm, and they're talking already about Rondo might come back early, which would be an absolute nightmare. I, I John Rondo should be in a three-piece suit the rest, of the, the rest of the playoffs. They should not see, he should not see the floor at all. They should just leave all those minutes to Caruso and Deion Waiters because, those two have been fantastic 
once they come in the game. Their plus minus is absolutely incredible. And the trio of those two and Kyle Kuzma off the bench have been fantastic. So I think Vogel found his rotation. I just don't think he's ready to pull the trigger on it yet. I mean, and JaVale McGee. I was just talking about how, how unplayable he is the other day. He had zero points. He had one. He had a couple rebounds. He just didn't do anything to impact the game whatsoever. So I just I don't understand why he's still out there. I guess they want to stay traditional big until the playoffs start. Then they'll move LeBron to power forward. They'll move Anthony Davis to the center position. But, oof, I don't know. I mean, Frank Vogel, he has some decisions to make, but they're not like, it's not brain surgery, man. Just just pull the trigger on these things. Everyone can see it. It's so blatantly obvious. Uh, I don't know why he's sticking with this stuff, but it's got him the number one seed in the West. He's come this far with it, so maybe he's just rolling with it until the wheels fall off. But it was a good win for the Lakers against the playoff team. Any win's a good win, but I, I don't think it's time for everyone to panic like they are about LeBron. LeBron had 22 last night. He was kind of just, you know, like he's been this whole time. He's been in cruise control. He's kind of just facilitating. He's picking his spots, but he's not picking his spots enough for me, honestly. I'm kind of, I don't know. It would be nice to see him be the guy. I know he's just deferring everything to Anthony Davis these first three games, but it's almost playoff time, and before you know it, you're going to have to be the guy if the Lakers want to go to where they go, so... Maybe this next game coming up, he'll just go out. He'll start chucking up some shots. He'll start looking like the LeBron that they need down the stretch. But the sky isn't falling. LeBron hasn't lost it. He's not washed. He's he's fine. He knows what he's doing. He's been doing this for a very long time. He's been doing this for years since his second stint with the Cavs. He knows how to flip the switch. He'll turn it on when he wants to. So everything everything is completely fine. So that was that was day five. Yeah, the Raptors beating the Heat 107 to 103. Yeah, the Denver Nuggets beating the Oklahoma City Thunder 121 to 113. The Indiana Pacers they beat the Wizards 111 to 100. New Orleans Pelicans they saved their season with a 109 to 99 win over the Memphis Grizzlies. The Philadelphia 76ers right the ship for a bit against the San Antonio Spurs 132 to 130. And the Los Angeles Lakers clinched the number one seed in the Western Conference with a 116 to 108 win over the Utah Jazz. We got another six game slate again on Tuesday. That starts off with the Milwaukee Bucks and the Brooklyn Nets. The poor Nets, man. Um, they're going to get a pissed off Giannis Antetokounmpo coming off a loss. Let's see. And then the second game is going to be Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks versus De'Aaron Fox and the Sacramento Kings. Followed by Kawhi and PG and the LA Clippers versus Devin Booker and the Phoenix Suns. Then you have the Indiana Pacers playing the Orlando Magic. 6.30 on TNT, you're going to get the Miami Heat versus the Boston Celtics. And to finish the night, TNT has the Houston Rockets and the Portland Trailblazers. That's going to be a really good game. I'm really looking forward to that one. It's going to be pretty interesting to see how Dame and CJ McCollum can try and I guess, kind of slow down James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Uh, if there's one way that you could just make it rough for Portland is to just attack Dame and CJ. They have such a hard time staying in front of most guards. So I don't know, man. That's going to be another 300-point total at the end of the game. So if you are listening to this and you have a chance to bet a line, definitely take over over, over, over on this one. There's no way they're going to be under 250 combined. Miami versus Boston would be really good too. Miami needs a they need a bounce back win after that terrible outing they had against Toronto. 
Um, Boston looked really good the other night. They kind of choked it away against Portland for a little bit, but Jason Tatum looked like he's getting it going. Same thing with Jalen Brown, so that'll be a really fun game to watch. I'll recap that uh, tomorrow when I get home from work. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this one up. Thank you for continuing to listen. I know it's uh, it's a lot of a lot a lot a lot of podcasts are coming out right now. It's been five days, five podcasts coming out. There's going to be more coming. I'm going to be doing this every day until the 17th. So thank you for keep listening, and um, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Yeah, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And uh, what can I say? Mamba out.